Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, November 2nd, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adioye Jr., and I'm joined by a host of P.S. I Love You, XOXO, a.k.a. WWE Superstar, a.k.a. Greg Miller. Hello, Blessing. How are you? I'm doing good, Greg. Did you catch the little, the little chuckle I did? At the yeah, very what top was that all about? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if the audience saw this, but I saw it. There was the, the kind of feudy intro. They, they definitely saw it. They saw it. Because <laughs> I chuckled, and I saw Greg like, look at me like, what's he laughing about? And I was like, no, Greg, was you like, don't what, know. What caught you off guard? You I, didn't see I was at him my eyes on the monitor. I didn't you know didn't it was see it. I, I didn't saw see it. it. Barrett. You saw it. I saw everything. You and hundreds of others. Greg, we are T-minus six days from the release of one of the biggest games of the year. Sonic Frontiers. Why do you keep doing this? Uh, We're in the Sonic shirt. Are you going to wear a new Sonic shirt every day leading up to this game? There's no way he has that many. Oh, we shall see, Barrett. Oh, shit. He does, Barrett. He does. And you know what? You know what? Oh, my God. You know what he's going to do? I've already predicted it. He's going to wear his furry costume that he did for the Sonic review that one day. I'm definitely not going to wear that. Because, like, it was too tight around the wrong places. I'm never wearing that thing again. You know what I mean? You guys left nothing to the imagination that day. 1,000%. Yeah, I don't even expose the world to that. But I also got accessories. You know? I got a Shadow of the Hedgehog chain. I'm trying to celebrate. If you're Sonic themed every day and I, are you just doing games daily or every day of kind of funny i feel like i, I leave that as a surprise okay you know i don't want to get not, ahead of myself Sorry. i'm not necessarily on every single day of games daily between Correct. now and the release, release of sonic of course tomorrow we're not even doing an episode of games daily we're doing games cast and so you know i gotta figure it out i'll play it by ear okay i'll play it by ear girl. i appreciate the commitment to it thank you yours is one of the no it's the only opinion i well i guess i care a little bit about tim's just opinion tim. too yeah there's other people. There's there's there are Sonic fans out there whose opinions I. But look I'm saying to. I know some of those Sonic fans, and I only care about you in terms of impressions. Thank you, I you appreciate it. I mean? Shout out to that. there's Mitchell Saltzman from IGN, Don't care who about I, him. I view as is like one of one of my Sonic guys out there. Sure, he was the one leading he's one up of your the Sonic IGN. Forces? He's one. Of, he's part of the Sonic Forces. Yeah, okay. Okay. he was leading up the IGN first coverage yeah. of Sonic Frontiers back in June, and he was the guy who I was like. I was paying attention to every single one of his tweets. Sure. I was like, what you got to say to me today, Mitchell Saltzman? What little, what little breadcrumb, breadcrumb are you going to leave for me for you to follow? You sure. know what I mean? Yeah, Mitchell? yeah, exactly. He was that guy for me. He was that guy for I'm, me. I'm proud of you guys for that. That's great. Greg, I'd love to stay here and talk to you about Sonic Frontiers, but you got no time to bullshit because no. today's stories include PlayStation VR 2's official price and release date, Embracer Group embracing studio shutdowns, and more because this <laughs> is kind of funny games daily. Each and every weekday, thank you. There's more to come. Each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be a part of the show you can go to kind of funny.com slash kfgd to write in with your questions squad ups and more and remember patreon.com slash kind of funny will get you the show ad free plus a bevy of bonus content 
housekeeping for you. Barrett's God of War special presentation is out now. You can join him as he looks back at Kratos' entire journey so far to answer the question, can Kratos be better? Watch it and get hyped for God of War Ragnarok right now on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. And round applause to Barrett. It's awesome. Barrett, great job. I had a lot of fun watching this today Thank with everybody you. in the live premiere. Great job. Great thing. I, I love having these special presentation video essays and having a point to them, if that makes sense. Not that it's you wouldn't have a point just with any one of our shows, but this was mm -hmm. very much you're asking, can Kratos be better? And you go through and present your evidence for all the God of War games before God of War Ragnarok, which I really appreciate. Yeah, and I can't... Except uh, Except Ascension. Ascension. Nobody yeah. cares about no, Ascension. It, and uh, to be clear on that one, I uh, went to my God of War guide, uh, Yusuf, and I was like, hey, what what games do I have to play to like really understand Kratos? And he was like, everyone except Ascension. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's our first special presentation using the video floor, which it looks hot. Looks fantastic. This is one I of the ones, of course, funded of by uh, the kind of funny Patreon push in October. One of the four uh, special presentations you'll get from Barrett. Do we have any teases on what the other presentations are, Barrett? Avengers. Um, no. <laughs> Avengers. Uh, maybe Can one of them, be better? you know, is a a follow up to uh, a bunch of, a, a group of videos that I did a, a time back ago. So that's oh, my little tease for the next one. Real oh. quick, I'm sorry. As it goes by there, Shane Station 64 says Ascension was fucking awesome. Shane Station, you're the only human being I've ever say or seen. I've also that. heard Mitchell Saltzman say that it's a uh, it's great, but only for the game. Did he say it was fucking awesome though? No, you not fucking I mean? awesome. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Saltzman told me to, to play it for the gameplay, and I was this like, why you know I won't what? listen to him about Sonic. why I won't listen to him about Sonic. I mean, fair. You know? All right, so fair. And speaking of God of War, tomorrow... Also, really quick, really what up, quick, because this is a common question. I don't get the title. Be better how? A better person? A better father? Watch the video. You'll find out. Don't be sorry. You don't need to, you don't need be better to question. I read you don't the headline that question. I don't understand the 36-minute video. <laughs> I can't wait to watch this. I didn't get to watch it because I was doing uh, the KFGD doc, and let me tell you, there's a lot of news today. Um, but I got glimpses of it once I walked in. Uh, Greg had it playing on the big TV out that we have in the office space and i was i was in like i was it was hard for me not to just sit and listen and uh, to, to hear what barrett was saying uh very much looking forward to that and if you haven't watched it yet please go to youtube.com so it's kind of funny games and check that out because it seems like a dope ass video Speaking of God of War, tomorrow is our God of War Ragnarok review. We're going live at 9 a.m. Pacific time right here as a Gamescast, meaning you're not getting an episode of KHGD tomorrow. It's all going to be about that God of War Ragnarok review Gamescast. And then later in the day, we're recording P.S. I Love You XOXO to answer all of your burning questions. Isn't that right, Greg? That's right. Gamescast will be live on its podcast services as soon as we wrap it up. But doing it live tomorrow, come be part of the chat. Uh, of course, then yeah, right into kindoffunny.com slash P.S.I.L.Y. with your questions to be answered in our FAQ. Go watch the IGN, read the GameSpot, read all the reviews, watch all the videos, and then whatever you want to know. That's not spoilery, obviously. Come send it in for PSI Love You, and we'll talk about it there. Oh, yeah, we're doing it live. And if you missed it, Greg revealed the first details about Ghostbusters Rise of the Ghost Lord and Mike carved pumpkins on Monday's kind of funny Halloween stream. It was a it was like a Halloween party that was partially sponsored by Ghostbusters VR and partially sponsored by embarrassing stories from Kevin's Halloween party. <laughs> you can check that out on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Morgan Lorraine, Fargo Brady, Christopher Rodriguez, the kind of funny Destiny 2 PC clan, Tall Tree 81, Joseph A. Carlson, One Up Pest Control, Carrie Palmer, Elliot, Brian Cheney, Trevor Starkey, Super Daddy Kyle, Undertopian, David Mintel, the Mind Freak, Eric Velasquez, Scotty Wyatt, Alex Greedle, Al Tribesman, Jason L, James Davis, aka at James Davis Makes, Mick at the Nanobiologist, Abrahamson, uh, Ryan T from Tennessee, Derek Gareg, and Donald Eccles. Today we're brought to you by Wondery, Rocket Money, and Chime, but 
We'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have nine stories today. A baker's dozen. Starting with our number one. PlayStation VR 2's release date and price have been revealed. This comes from Adam Bankhurst at IGN. PlayStation VR 2 will officially be released on February 22nd, Yay! 2023 for $549.99. <laughs> <laughs> and pre-orders will begin on November 15th. As revealed by the PlayStation blog, PlayStation VR 2 will include the PSVR 2 headset, PSVR 2 sense controllers, and stereo headphones. There will also be a PlayStation VR 2 Horizon Call of Mountain bundle that will retail for $599.99. And it will include everything from the standard edition plus a PlayStation Store voucher for Horizon Call of the Mountain. Also launching on February 22nd will be the PlayStation VR 2 Sense Controller Charging Station, which allows players to charge their controllers, quote, through a simple click-in design without having to connect to a PS5 console, freeing up the console's USB ports, end quote. Heck yeah. I love a freedom really USB quick. I need port. someone to go back to a PS I Love You where we talk about like what we think the price is going to be because I think y'all were like, there's no way it can be more expensive than the PS5. And I want to say I predicted that shit. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I did come back around, I want to say, weeks ago or maybe months uh, or not weeks later. Maybe or in that later. conversation, I feel like I got you on my side. Yeah. Well, like it was when PlayStation upped the price in other countries where I was like, oh, Barrett's right. <laughs> like PSVR 2 is actually going to be really expensive. But I continue in the article. Uh, as for pre orders, those who live in the US, UK, France, Germany, Belgium, uh, Netherlands, and Luxembourg will only be able to pre-order, will only be able to initially pre-order PlayStation VR 2 through PlayStation's online store at direct.playstation.com, while pre-orders begin on November 15th. Those interested can register today to get ready. Greg, no, uh, February 22nd, 2023, $549.99. Where do you stand on, on that? Woof is where I stand. Um... I think obviously, you know, the, the comparisons immediately start of well, you know, PlayStation VR number one, right, three ninety nine ninety nine. Of course, though, that didn't have to have its own controllers, right? It wasn't the same kind of tech. There's a bunch of different reasons why that price would be a little bit lower. But then you start getting into where VR is now, and when PlayStation VR uh, got announced, and we were heading to this thing where everybody seemed like they were part of VR uh, or wanted to be part of VR, there was a whole bunch of uh, hype behind it, right, from companies. Remember, we had that conversation with Laurel, Lauren Lanning uh, from Oddworld on our GDC, uh, I don't know, Gamescast, whatever it was back then, maybe PSLW. And we asked him, you know, maybe just stream, uh, who's going to be successful here? Is it going to be. Uh, you know, Oculus, is it going to be Vive? And he's like, it's going to be PlayStation. And we're all like, oh my gosh, really? Why? He's like, it's the best price point. It's, it's, you already have a PlayStation in your house. It's ease of use. It's all these different things. And you look at this price tag right here, and I think it really is gut check moment of how much do you care about VR and PlayStation mm. VR. And, you know, we're big proponents of PlayStation VR and VR around here. We, we do like it a lot, whether we're using our PlayStation VR and all the cables anymore. That's notwithstanding. We've supported it in the run-up to it. Uh, we've supported it since. And, like, obviously, we just did the Ghostbusters Quest stuff. Uh, we're doing some more Quest stuff tomorrow, I think. Yeah. Uh, and then we're generally positive about it. When I, when, when I look back at my PlayStation VR experience, I'm very happy about it, especially yeah. when I'm talking about the games that I play, like getting it. I don't regret my PSVR decision And that was all. always the question, right? I, and this was a famous question on PS I Love You where I was like, it's out there. It's doing its thing now. And I don't hear people talk about it all the time. 
I do. The people I do see talk about it are really happy. I always talk about the PSVR subreddit. They're always super supportive. There's a great attach rate, yada, yada, yada. And it was that thing when I asked the audience at the time, you know, back in the day, are you, do you regret this decision? And unanimously, it was like, no, I knew what I was getting into. It was first gen tech. It's going to be this thing and da, da, da. It wasn't going to have a million AAA experiences. It wasn't going to be something that would, I'd be playing every day. When you look at this and you say, okay, $550 cheapest to get in on top of already having to own the PlayStation 5, right? Mm. And then buy the games. And hey, it's not backwards compatible. This is a price tag I see on it. And while limited, the games we have seen so far for the, the system, right? When you talk about a Horizon, uh, you talk about even Ghostbusters, which is coming over there. You talk about, uh, oh, God, it's just on the tip of my tongue. You talk about uh, The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners mm-hmm. Chapter 2, which I've said looks super impressive and is a giant open world RPG in a VR headspace, right? Heads, headset. When you say that, I don't think what I've seen of those games justifies $550 yet. And I think that's where it gets into this tricky situation of if I'm going to go out and I'm going to put down on day one, $550, November 15th, I'm going to pre-order this for $550. I have a feeling that in six months after launch, you know, when we're talking about being into uh, August, right? 2023. Mm -hmm. If on PS, I love you, we ask, Hey, you bought it. Are you happy? Do you regret it? I would think a lot of people are going to be like, it's in this, and a lot of same, same starts of like, it is gathering dust on my shelf. It is something I only use once a month. I can see more people being like, and I regret it. Like, are, are these experiences going to be, this is definitive. This is amazing. This is what you have to do. Right. And again, the change in our opinion of PlayStation VR, I really do feel came down to tech drastically changing, right? Yes. And again, the MetaQuest 1 and MetaQuest 2, for that matter, inside-out tracking, wireless, feeling great. You can play wherever you're on, you know, da-da-da-da. And you look at that now, right? You look at that now. 128-gig uh, MetaQuest 2 is 400 bucks. A 256-gig MetaQuest is $500. And again, that is, sh- sure, it's $50 uh, less than the PlayStation, you know, PlayStation VR 2 is $50 more, but there's the sunk cost of your PlayStation already, right? Your PlayStation 5, you've already got in there. So you're really looking at what, uh, more than a grand or whatever, depending mm-hmm. on, you know, how, all the stuff and how you got it. Yada, yada, yada. Like, I just feel like all of a sudden we're on the inverse of it where PlayStation VR, I'm sure is going to be great and I'm sure is going to be awesome. And I am excited to try it and play it and do all these different things. But it is still wired. It does still require me to be tethered to my PlayStation. It does still, it is still offering me experiences we already know MetaQuest 2 can do. What are we talking about yeah. already, right? We're talking about the fact that Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners, Chapter 2. Well, that's also on MetaQuest. All right, well, Ghostbusters, Rise of the Ghost Lord, also on MetaQuest 2. There will be exclusives, and I know we're about to talk about a game that have been announced. Sure. We can bring them in whenever you want to. But it is this idea of suddenly, like, this is an investment. And... Granted, we're, this is not the same PlayStation we've seen uh, uh, in years past, but the PlayStation Vita was an investment, and PlayStation Move was an investment, mm-hmm. and the PSP was an investment. And when those things didn't play out the way PlayStation wanted them to play out, support was cut back. It was a million different things. It was the Craig Harris six-year tailspin, right? Like, this right now, I think, is a chilling effect. This is a chilling effect of 550 U.S. dollars, right? Yeah. It's like, oof. Okay, 
You've given me like a million I'm sorry, jumping off, no, I, jumping thank off you for points. Letting me rant. Yeah, I, I mean, sorry, like, it's a perfect rant because there are so many pieces of that that I've been rotating in my mind this morning. And there have been so many tweets cool. that I've like drafted that I've been like, no, actually, let me, I'm going to hold that for PS, uh, for, uh, uh, I was going to say PSLV. I'm going to hold that for KFGD because these are all great talking points. I am going to bring in story number two, which is talking about software, which Please I think do. is the big, very important, is the t- big, the, the big topic of conversation here when you're talking about what $550 gets you here. So, story number two Sony announces 11 new PSVR 2 games. This comes from from Adam Bankhurst once again at IGN. Alongside announcing the release date and price of PSVR 2, Sony has additionally revealed 11 new games headed to the platform, including the Dark Pictures Switchback VR. As revealed by PlayStation Blog, the full list of games also includes Crossfire Sierra Squad, The Light Brigade, Cities VR Enhanced Edition, Cosmonius High, Hello Neighbor Search and Rescue, Jurassic World Aftermath Collection, Pistol Whip VR, Zenith The Last City, After the Fall, and Tentacular. All of these games are said to have a release window of 2023, and while Sony has yet to confirm all the games that will be part of PSVR 2's launch lineup on February 22nd, 2023, it did confirm that it is expecting more than 20 titles to be a part of it. The Dark Pictures Switchback VR is being developed by Supermassive Games and is a fast-paced roller coaster action horror shooter uh, where every move you make and everything you see can mean the difference between life and death. This game will take players to a ghost ship to 17th century New England uh, beneath a desert and to the World's Fair uh, Hotel to face distorted apparitions, demonic incarnations of persecuted witches, vampires, and a sadistic serial killer, respectively. And to put a pause there, right? If you're somebody who's played through the Dark Pictures games, you can kind of see the references of, oh, okay, you're going through the different titles in the Dark yeah. Pictures, which is pretty cool. And it's also a follow-up, seemingly, to Until Dawn, Rush of Blood, which was a similar Great game. on-rail shooter situation that people did like a lot, yeah. To continue on the article, oh, and if that wasn't enough, there will be enemies that only move when you blink, which I think is interesting and cool. Uh, Crossfire Sierra Squad is a new first-person shooter from Smilegate that will cast players as the leader of a fire team placed in the middle of a war over a top-secret biochemical weapon that has recently been discovered. Uh, And I'm going to stop there for the IGN article, but the IGN article does go on to uh, give quick summations of what all the each of the different games are, and I'm sure the PlayStation blog does that as well. But Greg, back to the conversation of... What's going to be there at launch and what's going to be there in year one and what's going to be there over time for PlayStation VR 2 to make it something that's worth investing $550 in? I look at this list of games and I go, oh, I don't know if that's the one, right? You're talking about, you know, MetaQuest in the library there and how that has caught up in a way where uh, for a headset like that, right? I think originally you go, oh, it's not Vive. Oh, it's not connected to a strong PC. Well, what is it doing in terms of fidelity and power that is going to keep a a good library? And I think we've seen MetaQuest continue to keep up and continue to bring people in because it is powerful enough to get the job done and to have those VR experiences be worthwhile by, while also having the convenience factor of not, have, not having the cable and then also being affordable and also just being a really good piece of tech. I really like my, uh, my MetaQuest. When you look through this library of games that they've talked about on the PlayStation blog, a lot of this stuff is um, uh, a bit foreign to me. Like, and I, I know I've heard some of these games, that, uh, some of these names. Like, I know what Hello Neighbor is, and I know Crossfire is, <clears throat> is probably a, a spinoff of Crossfire that we know, Crossfire X, and then Cities VR I've, I've heard of. Pistol Whip VR has been on MetaQuest for years and years and years. And PlayStation VR. And PlayStation VR, for that matter, for years and years and years. So you told me that that's part of your lineup that you're talking about as, oh, this is the reason to show up for this brand-new high-tech piece of technology that we're, that we're charging $550 And that's for. what I'm doing is, like, you know, I was uh, doing a bunch of stuff this morning, so I, I've looked through the thing, but I didn't get a chance to do the homework. So I'm trying to go through right now and run down, right? As I look for Light Brigade VR, right, or Light Brigade, right, that's coming to PlayStation VR 2 
and PlayStation VR. Mm. I look at Hello Neighbor Search and Rescue. It's announced today. It's coming to PlayStation VR 2 and PlayStation VR. Jurassic World Aftermath Collection is already out on Quest. Pistol Whip VR, maybe it's a new version, is already everywhere. Zenith The Last City is already everywhere, according to what there's, or it will be everywhere. I'm looking on their thing. It says Steam VR, Oculus, PlayStation VR. Like, they are doing what will be the PlayStation VR 2's Achilles heel. Yeah. Is that this is a quantity, not quality. And I don't mean to talk shit about these games. I don't know if they're good or bad. And Cosmonius High has been out for a long time. We did a whole unboxing with the giant character on it. That's out on uh, Oculus or what well, Quest, I guess. And I forget which one, but I'm playing fast and loose. You understand what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? Uh, the argument, right, is though that VR has for the, its entirety, right, so far, been this small little fire. That everyone who cares about VR is continuing to, to snow. To you stoke. got the same angry alert that I did. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we have to stop this show. There is a missing endangered adult. We'll be back. <laughs> All right. Everybody out. We got to find them. <laughs> Man, it was, I have my phone on silent and it still rang. Yeah, through, no, right? my phone is on silent as well. And it's vibrated oh, yeah, it super that. It's oh, super God, that's good, that, I guess. Yeah. We got to go get this person. <laughs> Anyways, though, um, it's been a small fire that everyone is stoking. And what I mean by that is that you've seen PlayStation and Oki. Or, God. Now I've got Oculus in the brain. PlayStation and Meta, Meta yeah. play nice to an extent, right? Of like, okay, cool. Like, Moss Book 2 is a PlayStation VR game at launch, right? But then it jumped over in like a few months, few weeks, whatever it is. Kind of funny.com slash wrong if you really want to. Damn it, the sirens are on. Are on are, hey, are, yeah, are, sirens are on. on. Uh, but it jumped over and it went there. And you see people sharing that. You see The Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners Chapter 2 being coming out and talking about both of them. You see even Ghostbusters VR come out and talk about both of them. Like, that is great for saying, hey, play where you want to. Everybody needs, there's so few VR games. We need to be supporting everything. It becomes the Achilles heel when it's like, awesome. I already own PlayStation VR, right? And if you're going to tell me not any, but some these games that are on both platforms are must plays, am I going to must play it for the 40 bucks on my PlayStation VR? Or am I going to must play it for the $550 plus $40, mm -hmm. right? And then it's going to be the same thing of like, if it's on quest, we're back to the PlayStation VR one argument of like, well, it's good enough. It's, it's a good enough experience that you'll play it on PlayStation VR, even though you could put more money down and get the old Oculuses that were tethered to the computer and be great. Now it's the inverse of like, on Quest, it's good enough, and Quest is a great experience. It feels great to wear a Quest, yeah. and it's great to be wireless and walk around and have your guard on your boundary. It, this brings me back to, what, a year ago, two years ago, when we were talking about PSVR 2 very speculatively, and you, you mentioned that you wouldn't be surprised to see PlayStation cut and run from PlayStation VR 2 because current PlayStation, modern PlayStation do they want to support something like that, right? That is a very big, uh, that's a big ecosystem, right? That's part of your own ecosystem that you have to support with software and you have to support with, and, and that has to sell and, and do well enough, right? And yeah. you, when you go back to why PSVR 1 was successful, again, you are talking about that conversation that you had with Lauren Landing, which is, hey, it's affordable. It uh, connects to a piece of hardware that you pro probably already have with the PS4 because PS4 is super popular and super yeah. available. And then you also had a pretty good library and support, right? When you're talking about Astrobot, you're talking about Blood and Truth, you're talking about uh, Tetris Effect, which I believe, at kind of funny.com says you're wrong, I think that was exclusive at the time for PlayStation VR. And the list goes on, Iron Man VR, right? Uh, I got a lot of questions in the question bucket about this specifically, mostly about people complaining, but I want, I did want to bring in a After few. the fall, everywhere. After the fall, everywhere. <laughs> I'm, looking, I'm trying to find a game that is like, no, this is strictly PlayStation VR 2, which of course would be Horizon, but again, how is Horizon, like, 
Are let's we going to get more of those is the question. And let's dial it back, too, of like, right? How many times did everybody say Half-Life Alex is the best VR experience in the world, right? And did that motivate you to go buy uh, the Vive Index? Like, you know what I mean? To mm-hmm. go out and jump on that ship and get that one? Because uh, I had that one pulled up, too. That's what the cheapest you can get, it looks like, is just the headset for 500 bucks. But you need the base station. You need a PC, right? You need the controllers, right? So you go up to, like basically a grand that's the the half-life alex kit like oh i guess there's one below it too like what is one killer app worth and is it going to be the killer app where we're all like this is like i I, you know i'm old enough that i remember when playing games at ign right oh this is great for a downloadable game this is downloadable Mm -hmm. game of the year is horizon call of the mountain and it could be is that going to be the game where you're like fuck any asterisks you want to put on it. This is a game of the year candidate. This is a 10 out of 10 video game. This is something you need to play. You're immersed in it and yada, yada, yada. Or is it going to be, it's a great VR game. Really enjoy myself. Greg, Ignacio Rojas writes in economy.com slash KFGD, just like you can. It says, how's it going? Greg and Blessing, better known as Gressing. Sony Sony has finally revealed the price and release date for PSVR 2. And I got to say, I'm shocked. I know tech like this isn't cheap, but selling a peripheral for more money than the actual console doesn't seem right. Specifically, when you have competition like the Quest that's cheaper, similar to use, and does the job well enough. With this and the fact that PS5s are still hard to find, is there any way the PlayStation VR 2 does better than its predecessor? Or is this product destined to fail? Anyways, as always, keep being awesome. Greg, one of the tweets that I drafted and I was like, no, let me not just add to the fire. Let me hold this for the content, right? Is the fact that like... We all asked for a PlayStation Vita 2, and here it is, right? It is a, it's a piece of hardware that is too expensive, right? Priced too high. It is en- enough people aren't going to buy it, and I think over time, PlayStation is not going to support it with first-party software because why waste your time with something that isn't going to have that many uh, hands on it to then develop games for it for those games to not sell when your same first-party studios can just make games for the PS5 and help support that platform? That's the route I see this going down. Greg, do you see this going any differently? Sadly, no. It's definitely one of those things that we could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Like, again, like, I don't want this to be like, I feel like, you know, I look back at, if you want to go back and look at old kind of funny content when the PlayStation 4 Pro got announced. And it was like, it was a brand new thing. It was this iterate, you know, an iteration on a console that already existed. And it didn't do the things I wanted the PlayStation 4 Pro to do that it should have. And it was kind of like, well, okay, this is just going to become the standard, I guess, but why, who does this exist for? It's just to phase out the old PlayStation, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what it became, right? And, of course, I eventually got a pro, and I enjoyed myself with it, but it wasn't, like, this big deal. PlayStation VR 2 is a new platform. It is something new. It is – you're supposed to be excited about it. And what this smacks of, to me, is the not the same timeline, but very similar to Vita's coming out. This is cool. Wow, it's handheld. The touch is weird. No big deal. We're having a great time. Blah, blah. Hey, it only uses proprietary memory cards, and they're going to cost an arm. They're going like, to cost what? a lot. What? When that, like, just – killed the momentum of it, just a death blow to the Vita's launch. And so now you get here, and granted, there's more time to build it up, and there's more games to show, but is VR such a hotbed of excitement already that it can overcome this? I say no in terms of launch. Where at launch, it is, I think, going to be a big, a lot of looky-loos, a lot of people being like, all right, let's see how this pans out, and let's see how the Horizon game is, and let's go from there. But I don't see this being a... Oh my God! To your is it going to be successful? Or to Ignacio's point is it going to be as successful as before? PlayStation VR one, like I can't imagine that. Where you know Andrew House came out and remember the quotes afterwards and just like, hey, I was wrong about this. Like we should have made more. It's you know we sold a million units and yada yada yada. And this is where we're at. Like I don't foresee that happening. It could happen. 
if they were to line up all these amazing experiences and games you could play on it. But based on what we're seeing today of, hey, 11 games have been announced for PlayStation VR, and many of them you can play right now on the mm-hmm. Oculus Quest 2 for way cheaper. You know, I mean, like, not way cheaper, but you know what I'm saying? You can play, well, you, the Quest cheaper. Like, it's navel-gazing and reading t- tea leaves right now. They could build momentum to it. They could get there and do it, but that's a tall order. And they have not, I think, messaged this correctly to make anybody go, I'm in all the way. I don't care, blah, blah, blah. I, I, like, if I was on the outside, right, and I wasn't either going to get it for review or buy it on company money so we could do reviews for it, I would I would be very much like, I'm going to wait and see on yeah. this one. And that and that's where I'm at, where I'm like, if I – we're, we're in a lucky – place we're right a, we're, we work for kind of funny job, yeah. for when the ps5 came out you know we were sent two ps5s as, as a company right and yeah. like you know we're blessed in that way for that's not always the case every single time right like i don't think sure. we know yet what the psvr2 situation oh, no, is i could see it being a playstation being like hey we're gonna send you one this time or it could be them saying we're gonna send you none right like none of that stuff is ever promised if I, if depending on what that situation is, it, it, there is a scenario where I don't get a PSVR 2 because I do not care about it at this point enough to put up $550 for it, right? If the price point was there, for sure I'd show up for it. And I, because I do think that I am the ideal target audience. I love my PlayStation VR 1. I am in the PlayStation ecosystem. I am excited for Horizon Call of the Mountain, and I'm curious to see what else you have to show me. But right now, at this moment, November 15th hits, and it is, hey, do you want to put out, put down $550 for this thing? I'm going, no. <laughs> I'm going to play Spider-Man 2, or I'm going to play, you know, God of War Ragnarok or whatever other games uh, that I'm excited for that are on the PlayStation. Yeah. I'd rather do that instead, instead of um, investing $550 for a library right now that just doesn't excite me that I can go elsewhere and play outside of, like, the few instances of Horizon Call of the Mountains. the thing, right, is it in, like, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like, they need to compete with the Quest. They need to step up and have great tech on it. The eye tracking super cool in it. You know, Tam used it and thought it looked beautiful. It feels good. All these different things. I get that. But it does come down to just, like, VR is not a must-have for the overwhelming majority of people. And I'll toss myself in there as somebody who, again, I would consider myself a VR fan, a PlayStation VR fan, and a Quest fan, right? Like, I want to try those games and I want to play those games, I don't want to play it for $550. Again, it's back to where I started with this conversation, Bless, of I am like you. I loved my PlayStation VR. I haven't used it in a long time. The plastic's all falling off on the headband. It's all, it's, you know, it sits dusty in a corner right now. But I look at it and I'm like, yeah, no. I, I, you know, I bought it for one of my friends back home, right, for a Christmas. And it was like that thing of like, I'm happy I spent the money on it. And if it would have been the one that I had that wasn't my review unit, I'd be happy I spent the money on it. And I don't look back and regret it. And I don't look at it and say, oh, what a failed device. And I don't do any of that. But to look at PlayStation VR 2 and then think about how much I use both my PlayStation VR and my Oculus Quest 2. Because that is another one where it's an occasion that I put on my Quest. I'm not putting on my Quest each and every day, right? Mm. I've tried, I was doing Supernatural for a while, but I fell off, as you can tell. I'm wearing a donut sweatshirt. Uh, it's an occasion for me to play that, and it's a special occasion, and it's not going to be used enough, I think, to justify this price, nor is it going to be used enough based on this list of games, based on the list of, based on the fact that still PlayStation VR 2 is not backwards compatible, which I'm not saying is easy, but again, would help balance this out, based on the fact that they are not committing to, hey, PlayStation Plus Essential will also get you a PlayStation VR game every month. Like, there's just so much here that is like, hey, early adopters 
PlayStation super fans, VR super fans, this is for you. And I don't know how deep that well is. 1,000%. To wind down this conversation, I'm going to bring in one more question from Amy Antos, which is a three-part question, actually. Who writes in and says... <laughs> I'm going to ring in this dissertation. <laughs> <laughs> Counterfunny.com says KFGD, of course, if you want to write in with your questions. Amy Antos writes in and says, Hey, chaps, with PSVR 2, release date, pricing, and launch games being unveiled today in a PlayStation blog post, one, which of the new launch games are you excited to try? Two, would it not have been better for Sony to have a state of play showing all of this off and building up the hype? And then three, the launch prices are higher than a PS5, even with the recent increases in Europe and Japan. Is this a price that gamers can get around, or will it result in PSVR 2 being unable to get off the ground? I feel like we've already answered that third question, so we don't need to retread that conversation. Instead, I'm more interested in the well, first two. If I could toss one in there just on that, and I'll get it. I went Go over to the PlayStation VR subreddit, right, to see how they're doing it. And it seems so far, I'm just glancing there positive, but one of the tweets they pulled here is from somebody named Ben Lang, who tweets, the PSVR our full kit, including camera and controllers, originally launched in 2016 at $500, which is $618 in 2022 money. PlayStation VR 2 at $550 is actually less expensive. That's inflation. That might be true. But in 2022, $550 is still $550. Yeah. Like, that's still, I, I, again, I understand that. And I, I, I understand inflation. I totally get that argument. Again, though. That's $550 as we hurtle into a recession and gas prices continue to climb. And I don't need to tell you how fucked up the world is right now. Like, is this a luxury item you want to spend on and how much are you going to play it? Ben Lang, like I said, has a VR headset on his head. So very much in the VR audience that I'm sure would pay any amount of money for it. And that's great. I'm not knocking, I'm not knocking that at all. I'm just saying, I think for the majority of gamers... Looking yeah, and we're, I mean, we're also just in a different place for where where, um, where that VR anticipation is, right? When you're talking about PSVR one, VR was very much way earlier uh, in its in its infancy, right? We're excited about it, we're curious about it, we're like, all right, cool, show me what you got, PlayStation VR, show me what you got, VR, show in me general. what you got. Right now, that's a good reference. Thank right you. now, with PSVR two, we are deeper into that life cycle of VR. We understand it more, and I think people are more on the side of, all right, either I'm in it or I'm not in it, right? The people that are not in it are not going to get it, right? The people that are in it have options that they can get right and this option is just an expensive option compared to other options that are less expensive and uh, for them might be as good or, or good enough to, to justify it to go back to the amiento's question right starting with the number one which of the new launch games are you excited to try for me i look at the dark picture switchback sure. uh game and i'm like that sounds dope right we've been following dark pictures for for years now they've had hits and they've had misses but I think but we love them all the same. Yeah, Go me, get them, Supermassive. Me and you just love Dark Pictures yeah. as a concept, right? And I missed out on Until Dawn, Russia Blood, and I heard such good things about it. And you're telling me that, oh, yeah, I'm getting a Dark Pictures game that is like um, Until Dawn, Russia Blood, but you're going through all these different stories that you experience. That sounds really awesome. That reminds me of the like f uh, sitcom finales where it is, hey, remember this? Remember this? Oh, the clip going, shows. The clip shows, right? When you're going through all the past um, episodes and the, the, the best moments. Hell, yeah. Like Give me, give me a Dark Pictures cl uh, clip show. That sounds fucking awesome. Is there one, any of these that, that sticks out to you? Of these 11? These 11, or I guess, I mean, they say new launch games. I mean, like can this. I toss in Horizon? Like, I mean, sure. I know we don't have, like, a date date on that, right? Like, well, what? Yeah, we didn't get that confirmed today, right? And they've just said. For Horizon? Yeah. Uh, Kindoffunny.com slash It might be launch. I feel like that's a launch. Did it launch? Kindoffunny.com slash yeah, Let me know. If, is Horizon a launch game? Or I feel like you would have said that today. Well, I guess, oh, there's a bundle. Something yeah, stupid, right? Sorry, I'm so yeah. caught up on the other side of it. Um, I mean, that's where I would go. Obviously, it's a cheap, easy answer. So, like, if I had to stretch out and go to something else here, no. <laughs> you like um, Fire Team? Uh, I did that game. Yeah, I don't know if that's launch or not. I but yeah, like, I don't think they announced if that's launch, right? I don't know, but you're, that, that isn't on the list for you of games you're excited for. I'm excited for it, yeah. But like, I mean, 
Right now, we're talking about my excitement for any of these VR experiences towards my trepidation of the price. Mm -hmm. And so, again, like, mm -hmm. what if, if we're taking price out of the equation, it's just new tech and it's just j games to jump in. Yeah, of course, I'm excited for Horizon. Yes, I'm excited for uh, the follow-up to Fireteam uh, or Firewall. Uh, Firewall. Fire, Fire, yeah. Firewall Zero, zero Hour. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Firewall Something Something is, yeah, is yeah, the yeah, sequel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Firewall Call of the Mountain. But other than that, like, I'm still, like, I mean, I'm looking through these games and just, like, okay. Like, yeah. it's, it's the usual thing. I'm just like, okay. I'm excited to play Pistol Whip again, I guess. <laughs> See, that's how, I, that's how you feel about any of this. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to get these and try them, I guess. But, like. The, the last question here, right? Would it not have been better for Sony to have a, had a state of play showing all this off and building up the hype? Uh... I'd like to no, say yes. No, but Th like they would have got they would have got clowned on. If then this, that's if the thing. This I think that's this. What I think that's presented. why they didn't do it. Is like I don't. A lot of this just isn't good news, right? And I think connecting this to a presentation or state of play, I think all of us are coming out of it being like, ugh. See, what they should have done, armchair quarterbacking, yada yada yada, is mm -hmm. done the PlayStation thing, and yeah, done a state of play. Here, we're showing it. We're talking about these games. Here's the release date. It's super exciting. Pre-order start and not mention the price in the video. Mm. And then us all go, okay, whatever. That's weird. And then the, the blog posts at the same time. Like, oh, man, 550. Like, oh, shit. Okay, but maybe they justified it. Maybe, again, we're talking about, like, am I excited for Hello Neighbor Search and Rescue? Like, no, I've never played a Hello Neighbor game. I don't even know. I don't know what this would look like, right? Cities VR. No, I'm good. Light Brigade, I know nothing about. Crossfire Sierra Squad, I know nothing about, right? Like, so Zenith, the last city, like uh, maybe I would have seen these and been like, oh, that seems interesting. But yeah. the amount of interesting games to put into the scale right now to tip it like that, to be like, well, the games, they've justified $550. Like, I don't think this list is that. Yeah. I don't think Horizon is that alone, period. Because, again, I, I enjoyed Alex and I gave it, gave it a great review here with Danny O'Dwyer. But I would have never told you to go buy the Valve Index for it. Right. Like, it was cool. And to see my fingers and all that jazz. But, like. No, you didn't need to go do that. And, that, and that's my thing. I think the ideal scenario would be if they had a banger uh, lineup to show, and then they showed it in a state of play, and it is me, you, Tim, and Andy live reacting to it and going, oh, shit, this looks dope. Oh, man, this Zenith game looks incredible. Oh, man, like, XYZ looks fantastic. Yo, PlayStation VR 2 is bringing the hits. And then it is, you read the blog post, it's like, oh, $550? Oh, man, that's tough. I'm excited for these games, though. I think the fact that right now we're sitting here and we're lacking that I'm excited for these games, though, aspect of it, you know, I think that leaves it in a not great place. And there was a chat that went by, like, minutes ago that was, like, you know, oh, the, the, the console hasn't launched, the platform hasn't launched yet, right? Like, isn't that any platform that hasn't launched when you're talking about games? And I'm like, dude, look back at, I guess, I, I, look back at a console launch lineup, which I know is unfair to compare to PlayStation VR, but if you want to talk about leading into something and being excited for it, PSVI, PS, PS5's launch lineup had Demon Souls, Spider-Man Miles Morales, had a hella, hella bug snacks, hella games that we were excited to play, yeah. right? I'm looking at PSVR 2, and I'm kind of excited for Horizon. And that's pretty much where the story ends for me in terms of the excitement of the library, right? And maybe as the years go on, there comes Half-Life Alex or there comes something else that piques my interest. But is it $550 worth of interest is the I, question. I will say, I think I feel like the PS5 launch lineup was like an exception, not a rule, though. Uh, yeah, launch like, lineups are often really not sure. underwhelming. But even launch years, thing. launch year lineups, I would say, still mm. have still have power there. And if I'm just looking at the launch year lineup of PSVR 2, it's not there for me yet. It scrolled by too fast, but somebody said uh, the PlayStation 5 launch lineup had every PlayStation 4 game. <laughs> Which <laughs> yeah, is accurate, too. And I am seeing, I am digging into the PlayStation VR subreddit here to see what they're all saying. And there's, you know, the arguments back and forth of, I have no problem with this price. Or, this is fine with inflation. Yeah, yeah, other people. And then other people are talking about the fact that 
certain games have confirmed that if they have a PlayStation 4 version, if you have the PSVR, you'll get a They'll do an upgrade. Yeah. Like Pistol Whip apparently has confirmed that already. Yeah. That it's a free update. And I guess my other thing with the library argument is just the fact that, yeah, even at the well, before the PlayStation 5 comes out, they have games that they announce where you're like, oh, shit, God of War Ragnarok is coming someday. Oh, shit, Horizon and that's a big, Forbidden big point. West is coming out someday, right? PSVR 2 doesn't have any unicorn games. It doesn't have any games where I'm like, oh, step, all right, maybe I'm not getting this at launch day. Maybe I'm not getting this launch year. But I can look forward to this game 2024, 2025. There's none of that for PSVR 2 right now. Yeah. I don't know. Why, I, I know we've just been, been sitting here bagging on it for forty minutes straight, so we can move on. But, I mean, like, but it's it's the it's the topic, right? And yeah. I know we have other stuff to do, and it is going around. But it's like, it's an interesting thing where it's like, I don't envy them. I don't, you know what I mean? PlayStation committed is committed to place is committed to VR. They said that when they launched VR one, I was like, all right, are you? And clearly they were, and they are, and here we are, and it's it is. Hey, this is what it costs to make this and have it be a profitable, in some way, solution for us at PlayStation, right? But I, as our, as we sit here and just commentate, like PlayStation VR didn't set the world on fire. It did better than people expected. It mm. found an audience. Clearly, it, w- how many of those people will be peeled off by it, and how many will come to this? And then, can it ever break out of just this small thing? And if it can never get bigger than just this small thing, will th- there'll never be a PlayStation VR three, and there won't be further support. To your point of like, cool. Horizon Call of the Mountain, this list of games. But, yeah, what is next? What are the big games? Where are we going with it? Yeah. Like, is Horizon going to be the uncharted golden abyss of this platform? Where it's like, okay, cool. We're there. We're supporting it. Ugh. These numbers are rough. Cut it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We shall see. For now. You know what's a great deal, Greg? What's that? Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Where you can go and get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. Are you wasting money on subscriptions? 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Well, most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual total is closer to more than $200. That's right. You could be wasting hundreds of dollars each month on subscriptions you don't even know about. There's this app Tim loves using that takes care of all of that for him. It's called Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. The app shows all your subscriptions in one place and then cancels for you whatever you don't still want. Tim loves it. It's great. You should use it. Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you didn't even know you were still paying for. You may even find that you've been double charged for a subscription. To cancel a subscription, all you have to do is press cancel and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com slash kindoffunny. Seriously, it could save you hundreds of dollars per year. Cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now at rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny that's rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny go deeper into the canals of numenor the mines of kaza doom and more with the official the lord of the rings the rings of power podcast host felicia day and several special guests provide an inside look at the groundbreaking series and what it took to bring middle earth to life each episode of the official podcast features exclusive interviews with the series showrunners jd Payne and patrick mckay including the very first full breakdown of the incredible season finale. Felicia goes behind the scenes with the cast and crew to bring you jaw-dropping stories and Easter eggs you won't want to miss. Watch The Rings of Power on Prime Video and listen to all eight episodes of the official The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power podcast for free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app now. What's the first thing you do when you wake up? Is it checking up on your credit score? Didn't think so. At Chime, that's exactly what they do. Their members see an increase of 30 points on average, with payday up to two days early and fee-free overdrafts up to $200. So start your credit journey with Chime. 
Sign up takes only two minutes and it doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at chime.com slash KF games. That's chime.com slash KF games. The chime credit builder visa credit card is issued by stride bank NA pursuant to the license from visa USA chime checking account and $200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply for the secured chime credit builder visa credit card. Regular on-time payment history can have a positive effect on your credit score. Impact to your score may vary and some user scores may not improve. Out of network ATM withdrawal fees may apply except at MoneyPass ATMs in a 7-Eleven or any AllPoint or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. So again, start your credit journey with Chime. Sign up takes only two minutes, doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. Uh, Greg, before we move on, you yeah. had something to say about VR. I did. I teased something right there for you because we did the Ghostbusters uh, Rise of the Ghost Lord uh, VR stream last week on Halloween, right? Huge success. Everybody had a great time. I was awesome. Got a lot of compliments from Ghostbuster fans. Thank you. I got something for you tomorrow. We're doing oh. another VR stream, all right? Ladies and gentlemen, you might remember a game called Iron Man VR on PlayStation. You might remember the <laughs> Ryan Payton. Uh, he's a game developer who worked on uh, Metal Gear. He worked on Halo. Then he went off and started Camouflage, where they did Republic, and then did Iron Man VR. Uh, Iron Man VR, as you probably know, is coming to uh, Quest 2 on Friday. Uh, or, no, Thursday, tomorrow. Uh, and on top of that, you might know, that Camouflage got acquired uh, by Meta to make VR games permanently or whatever. Tomorrow, Ryan's coming back to Kind of Funny. It's been years since he was no. in the original spare bedroom. He's coming back. We're streaming Iron Man VR tomorrow. It's a sponsor stream. We'll be giving away some codes. We'll be having a lot of fun, but it'll be after Games Daily. Heck yeah, right here. YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. It's very exciting. Very exciting. Story number three. Embracer shuts down Square Enix Montreal. Ooh. I got a joke here that I feel like I feel I feel like I, is this an appropriate joke? Is it an inappropriate joke? You look at the headline. Well, people lost their jobs. Hold on, let me see. Let me people lost. Uh, I'm not gonna make the joke. Okay, let me see what it is. Then. Uh, it's it's. <laughs> I have it in the time codes. I didn't realize I had it in the time codes, but it's there. Um, it's, it was a, it's a bad pun. It's a bad pun. I'm gonna skip over it. This comes from Jason Schreier at Bloomberg. I don't even understand it. Say it out loud. Oh, oh no, my studio shut down. Oh no, my studio <laughs> oh, shut God. down. Okay, Man. now that's good, everybody. We in Thank these sad you. times. Okay. Thank you. In these sad times. After you announce, after you announce a brand new name for the studio three weeks ago and then shut it down. I am gonna. I'm gonna allow that. We have to laugh through the pain. Thank you. Montreal Thank fans. you. Uh, this comes from Jason Schreier at Bloomberg. Embracer shutting down Onoma, uh, a, Mo a Montreal, Canada-based video game studio that it acquired just months ago. Onoma, formerly known as Square Enix Montreal, was best known for creating the Go series of, of mobile games such as Hitman Go. The company informed employees Tuesday that some staff would be transferred to a sister studio, Idos Montreal said people familiar with the situation. A representative for Embracer confirmed Tuesday that the company is closing Anoma and said that the move would impact around 200 employees. The shutdown is unusual because of the timing. Anoma was purchased in May and on October 10th announced a new name and branding. Sweden-based Embracer has been on a video game industry shopping spree, buying companies both big and small over the past few years. Onoma was part of a large uh, acquisition earlier this year alongside Ados Montreal, uh, Crystal Dynamics, and a handful of franchises including Tomb Raider and Deus Ex. The move appears to be part of a larger cost-cutting initiative. Adults Montreal has reduced the scope of one unannounced project and will cancel another one, said the people familiar with the situation who asked not to be identified because they were not authorized to speak publicly. The company also plans to work with Microsoft to help develop some games, including one in the Fable franchise led by UK-based Playground Games. Wild. 
That the, Incre- the fact incredible. That, that they rebranded only a few weeks ago on October 10th, and now they're like, actually, never mind. We're getting rid of you. Yeah. Outrageous. Outrageous. Um, the whole story of Square Enix Montreal in the recent happenings, I think, is crazy, right? Because mm-hmm. if you don't know Square Enix Montreal, you probably would from a kind of funny coverage in PlayStation Vita coverage of Hitman Go, Lara Croft Go, Deus Ex Go, right? These were their big ones. Of course, if you didn't know, they also made a game called Hitman Sniper, which is an iPhone game, mm-hmm. or what, a phone game, and apparently just did juggernaut. Yep. Like, it was just a I huge re- deal. I recall it well. I never played it, but I remember seeing it around. So it's one of those where you have the core gamer who know them for the go games and then the maybe mobile gamer who probably doesn't know them at all but it knows what hitman sniper is right but it's that crazy thing of like that went like deus ex go was in 2016 and since then it's been all quiet on the western front really right Mm -hmm. like again there's been the sniper stuff there's been these other but it's just like where you do and what is happening what is going on what you know that's six years ago that they aren't really making another game and so when they got sold off. You're like, oh, okay. What does that do for anything they were working on? Where is it going to go, right? And then to get renamed, you're like, okay. Apparently, Embracer's committed to them doing something. And then to have it just done and closed, it's just such a bizarre turn of events. Yeah. I, my question is, and this is a question we've been asking for years and years and years. What is Embracer doing? Like, what is their strategy? Like, how are they moving? Like, I look at this and I'm like, okay, what? It, we know that uh, Chris Dynamics is working with the initiative to work on Perfect Dark. Um, it's news to us now that, uh, uh, what is it, Idols Montreal is working with uh, Playground on Fable, which is very interesting, right? Uh, shutting down Anoma, having the studios continue to work with, the, with, with Microsoft, is, does Embracer want to resell these studios to Microsoft? Do you think that's a possibility here? Like, do you think it is them shaving off the fat so that they can maybe get the cost, maybe get the price right so that it's this weird thing where it's like this that. is kind of like the one of the first times we've ever seen embracer close stuff right mm-hmm. like they're known for acquiring and just bringing people in and then putting out like you know through their many companies a spongebob reloaded or whatever the fuck it was called barrett i'm sorry you know what i mean like to go out there and make those kind of games to to put out kingdoms of amal or re-reckoning right so go do that and like continue to build right when you go to their website right there you know what's what's the group strategy embracer group has come a long way in its journey to be a substantial lasting and sustainable enterprise their strategic philosophy has been developed and refined over time and serves as a guide for future profitable growth great people are trusted and empowered to pursue great ideas and reach their full potential with their unique culture and strategy and talks about a long-term mindset the culture of freedom diversity and quality always comes first and that's what's interesting quality quality always quality, comes quality comes first and i've always thought of Embracer as a quantity company 100%. for better or worse and for, for what we've seen them acquire and then put out and so for them to acquire Square Enix Montreal change the name and close them it is an interesting one of okay like if if you're on that mindset and you're doing that thing yeah what are you what are these other studios working on and where are you taking them and what's going to happen with them but well, what Greg, a bizarre turn of events for this to happen so quickly. I can tell you a bit of what Idos Montreal is working on with sure, story number do. four. A little bit of good news out of the sad story. A new Deus Ex is reportedly on the way. This comes from Tom Ivan at Video Games Chronicle. A new Deus Ex game is reportedly in very early development in Idos Montreal. That's according to, to Bloomberg reporter Jason Schreier, who claimed on Tuesday that the studio is also working on a new IP and collaborating with Microsoft on Xbox game, uh, games, including Fable. On Tuesday, Bloomberg reported that Embracer plans to close the studio, formerly known as Square Enix Montreal, just weeks after it rebranded as Anoma. In a series of follow-up tweets, Schreier claimed some Anoma staff would be moving to Eidos Montreal and provided an unofficial update on that studio's current projects. Quote, Eidos Montreal remains intact, canceled the Stranger Things-inspired kids-on-bikes game that uh, was rumored recently, he said. 
It's now reportedly working on a new IP that was recently resculpted, uh, a Deus Ex that's very, very early in development and co-dev partnerships with Xbox, including Fable, end quote. Embracer said in May that it was in, in, envisaging uh, releasing sequels, remakes, remasters, spinoffs, and more for the Crystal Dynamics and Idols Montreal IPs that it was acquiring. Crystal Dynamics announced in April that the next Tomb Raider game had entered development using Unreal Engine 5. Now, here's the thing. Yeah. I love Deus Ex, Greg. I'm very excited for another Deus Ex game from Idols Montreal. But I'm also very scared that this new Deus Ex game will never come out because they're talking about very, very early in development. And you're talking about a studio that is now under Embracer Group. And I'll, again, I don't know what the fuck happens under Embracer Group. Yeah. Like they're just, they're the um, uh, Bermuda Triangle over there where like it's just a mystery. A lot of studios go in there when yeah. they put out. Yeah. They go there, they don't put out games, or they put out games that are just like, whoa. <laughs> like either it's bad or just, you know, very middling. I'm still on the Embracer they website. I'm still on the Embracer <laughs> website. And they have the Embracer ecosystem trying to explain how. How this works tell me this doesn't look like some kind of virus that's them trying to explain how the embracer group works that, that's some cult this shit, looks right? like yeah. i'm jeff goldblum right here and i'm like listen the ships are above all the major cities and this is how they're communicating with the mothership there's the group level operative groups and companies and studios good fucking lord you know what i mean yeah like the whole thing is a mystery and like again I'm never one to talk shit. I want people making cool games and doing their things. And yada, yada. Are we setting IDOS Montreal up for success to say, all right, take another crack at Deus Ex? Well, okay, listen. Deus Ex might not sell gangbusters. Yeah. But there's some very good video games. I, but, I'm not Bless, Bless and I will enjoy them. Will they shut hey, down Ryan as a Clements studio? Hey, Ryan enjoys them because, too. Nick yeah. Scarpino is a huge Deus Ex fan. For real. Like that. legit plays that. all those games. Like, I'm not taking it away, but it's, again, like... What is IDOS or I'm sorry, what is Embracer Group's success metric? And would a Deus Ex hit it? Again, I think of Embracer as quantity over quality. And when I say quality, I am not saying yeah, these games are fucking fours. I mean mm -hmm. that like they're I'm sure they want to get to and some of their studios can make a triple A game, but I do think of Embracer as, hey, we had a lot of double A's, right? Around I mean, when here. I think when I try to list off Embracer games off the top of the dome. Saints Row, I believe, yeah. is Embracer, right? Yeah. That's and, that was, and that was like one of their first, like, hey, yeah. here's a new thing from us, even though it's still Saints Row, but like not a remaster or a remake or whatever. Yeah, and that was a two out of five on the kind of funny scale. Um, Biomutant, I believe, was Embracer. Um, ooh, what's the one that's like a Zelda-like game that people really like? Um, Darksiders? Is Darksiders Dark Embracer? Because I think Siders they released some Darksiders yeah, yeah, yeah. games, right. but they're right. mainly that like that remasters and ports and shit. Um... What else? They've is got Embracer? Saber, so they did Evil Dead. They got Gearbox now, so they got Borderlands. Tiny Tina, I guess, would have been. Yeah, an I mean, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, we're getting into the weird thing. They got yeah, THQ Nordic. Oh, that's the um, uh, Destroy All Humans. That's where. Yeah, you know, the, sponge, the SpongeBob the games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Bob yeah. Mutant Wreckfest, Darksiders Three. Alex, listen, and uh, Deus Ex, the last couple Deus Ex games, better than any of the games we just mentioned. And so, if you're talking about metrics for success, it's true. It's true. I'm not even going to argue that one. I, but also, I just don't know. I don't believe it. I, I just don't know if it's a viable business strategy. Deep Rock, deep rock Galactic. People like people Deep Rock Galactic. Love. I played it for a little bit. I, I had fun with Mike on the stream or whatever. Like, but I, that's my thing is that these games all strike me as you have fun for a little bit with it. And yeah. again, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just so weird. It'll never not be fucking bizarre to me that somebody watched THQ rise up and get into all this licensed shit and collapse. And it looked at it and was like, let's do it again. Let's name ourselves THQ again. And let's do the exact same thing. Yeah. And it's like, sure, don't put out the U-Draw, the U-Draw tablets, what killed THQ, right? Don't do that. And maybe it works because, again, 
people love to swim in sevens, right? Like that's a great that's a, the double A space is a is a space to exist where it's a good enough game. Yeah. I rented but, it. I played it for a little bit. And the question is, can it be your whole strategy? We'll have to wait and see on that with Embracer Group. Story number five, EA says this Marvel deal was driven by the success of its Star Wars, Star Wars deal. Star Wars. Star Wars. This is Matt Kim at IGN. During EA's Q2 2023 earnings call, the company addressed the recent deal with Marvel and how the decision to enter into another partnership with Disney was driven by the success uh, from the company's previous deal with Star Wars. During the call, EA was asked if, if it could offer more details about the recently announced deal with Marvel. That, it, that will see EA work on three Marvel games, starting with EA Moto's Iron Man game. Uh, while EA declined to go into much, uh, that much more detail, the company said that it, that it is seeking to be a cooperative and creative partnership uh, rather than a transactional one. Furthermore, the decision to sign a new deal with Disney was a result of the previous Star Wars deal, where EA says over 40% of Star Wars players went on to play other EA games. In 2013, EA signed a 10-year deal allowing the company to exclusively make Star Wars games for Lucasfilms. This deal resulted in moderate hits like Star Wars Battlefront 1 and 2 and Star Wars Squadrons, uh, as well as the critical hit Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. The latter is set to receive a sequel in 2023 titled Star Wars Jedi Survivor. According to EA, this Star Wars deal should be considered an overall success given the interest it generated in players to play EA's other games, and it looks like the publisher is hoping for a repeat for a repeat with Marvel. Greg, could you imagine that like you look back at that Star Wars deal and you go, <laughs> That was that a was success. the one that, man, <laughs> that was a success. That's it a turns wild out that if we, if we do oh, exclusives God. on incredibly popular IPs, that'll get uh, over forty percent of people to actually be like, I guess there's other EA games too. I, I, I appreciate though this time around they're not doing a uh, year deal and like a ten year deal, yeah. yeah sure. Like that was that was their big mistake there because they, they really And uh, it's also this isn't exclusive, right? No. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's like, the big we're getting thing, so yeah. many other Marvel games. So even Go if get these them, three Marvel, yeah. EA games are not it, or two of them are not it, and one of them's fine, right? Or even good. Mitch to the level S. Of Mitch Jedi. S. Fallen Order is the game I have hated playing the most in the last decade. Oh, wow. Okay, there are down. hot fucking takes in the chat today. And Mitch S., I dare you to play other games. I don't think you're playing that <laughs> Mitch many S. games. Mitch S. just outed themselves as uh, Jedi oh. Fallen Order being the first game they've ever played. Horrible map. Agreed. Yeah. Not, not, also, not it, was, it was buggy at launch. Sure, like, it was sure, hella sure. buggy at launch. If sure. That's what you're talking about. But the worst game? That's wild. That's, that's wild. That's one of the right best there. Star Wars projects in the last decade. And that's the thing is, you know, them talking about it broadly, talking about, oh, yeah, it was a 10-year deal and we put out, like, four games. You know, not great. But when you're talking about what this Marvel deal is, right? Hey, we're giving you uh, a three-deal um, contract or a three-game contract, right? Make three games uh, for Marvel. Not exclusive to EA, right? But you get the opportunity to make these games. I think that is the best of both worlds, right? I think yeah. that's the best for Disney because they get to still, you know, go to other developers to help make games. That's great for EA because EA does have studios that have proven this, themselves and can make great games, right? Jedi Fallen Order, I would love to see more of those, right? So if we can get, if we can get the Marvel version of Jedi Fallen Order in Iron Man or in the reported Black Panther game, yeah. hell yeah, let's 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 go for it. Um, so yeah, I think. I, even even though the last ten years of Star Wars games with EA hasn't been ideal, hasn't been great. Well, I mean, this again, is a like, great deal. This is just a funny thing of just like corporate suits talking to corporate suits. 
Why did you do this deal? Well, because of the success of the Star Wars deal. And everybody's like, the success of the Star Wars deal? Look at this Metacritic. And they're like, oh, look at the money. Yeah. We're, not, we're not talking about that at all. <laughs> we're talking about the fact that 40% people came and played other don't, games. Don't think about the Battlefront 2 controversy bah, in the, in the we loot got boxes over we got and how that don't went to court. It, it, it radically changed the legal precedent of video games and what could happen inside of them. Yeah, don't, don't worry about all that. Just look at the dollar signs, all right? All we, got you. we got you. Uh, I got some quick hits for you. Quick hits. Story number six, Atomic Heart finally has a release release date. Uh, this is Toussaint Egan at Polygon. Atomic Heart, the surreal first-person action RPG from Moscow-based developer Munfish, announced all the way back in 2018, finally has a new trailer featuring a disorienting montage of strange retro-futuristic imagery and fast-paced action and a release date, February 21st, 2023. Of course, this is a game that has like some Bioshock vibes to it, also has some Wolfenstein vibes to it. It's a game that I know a lot of people are very excited for. I'm included in that. I think Atomic Heart looks uh, dope as fuck. Right now, if you're watching the video version, we have the video uh, playing for you. It does and look cool. It looks really cool, and it's going to be on Xbox Game Pass. Kind of looks like a Deathloop. I can see that. It has kind I of mean, it's way faster than I'm wrong, but I just like the vibes. Yeah. Well, I think the the oh the gameplay trailer I think is fast forwarded. Like, sure, the yeah, gameplay. yeah, yeah, of course. But yeah, even like it, it, no, it's that's more re action. That's real time gameplay right there. Look Damn, could you Damn. imagine? You're, you have to be you have to be Andy Cortez clicking heads out there. Holy cow, that is him playing. Wow. Story number seven. Uh, Blizzard is removing another hero from Overwatch 2 due to bugs. This is Billy Gibbons at IGN. Um, Blizzard has announced that it is temporarily removing Overwatch 2 hero May from the game due to a bug. The character is expected to return to the game alongside the next patch, which is due out November 15th. Uh, to explain the bug, basically there's a bug where with May brings up her ice wall. People can like stand on it and get to places in the map that they're not supposed nice. to get to. And so they're taking her out the game for Speed a moment. running trick. Story number eight, The Last of Us HBO date is now official. This comes from Naughty Dog on Twitter, where they tweeted out this morning, you have no idea what loss is. Hashtag The Last of Us premieres January 15th on HBO at HBO Max. Uh, hashtag The Last of Us with a new poster. And the poster is hot. I like this poster. Uh, the Boss Baby CEO Jr. and the man on the ones and twos put it in the Slack while we were live. Uh, there's a quote from Culture, or I'm sorry, a tweet from Culture Crave that has the poster and says, season one is nine episodes. Hell yeah. That's a good amount. Yeah. I like that. Uh, and then story number nine, uh, speaking of Naughty Dog, Naughty Dog announces the last of us tabletop game. This is Logan Plant at IGN. Man, What's it's up? not too late to just say fuck it and put the headline, Naughty Dog announces new last of us game. <laughs> Honestly, that's a really good idea. Uh, the last, that wouldn't get us any shit whatsoever. Not at all. Well, I mean, we already get shit for shit. We, the, the, people are like, I'll, anything, I'll title the show anything. And people are like, clickbait. I'm like, oh, yeah. We just, it's a question I literally ask as topic of the show when we talk about it. How's that clickbait? Uh, the Last of Us is the next video game set to get its own board game adaptation. Naughty Dog has announced a partnership with Themeborn, creators of the Escape the Dark series, to create a tabletop game titled The Last of Us Escape the Dark. Escape the Dark is a series Turn of cooperative board games featuring black and white illustrated chapter cards that players work to solve together. Themeborn's take on The Last of Us will have one to five players take control of Ellie, Joel, Tess, Bill, Tommy, or Marlene as they attempt to reach safety. Which one made you laugh there? Who, who, who do you want no, to not want to play as? This is the idea of like, can you imagine being the guy, the person in the friend, friend group that plays as Marlene? It's like, okay, well, I'm definitely not the group leader here. <laughs> like, all right, cool. I'm going to go home because you guys don't care about me. Uh, and that's the story. Are you excited for a Last of Us board game? Fuck no. I'll check it out. I never played Escape the Dark, but I don't like board stupid games. board games that I've bought and then you, you don't even get <laughs> yeah, played. You know what I mean? They're still in the wrapping. I know that feeling. Greg, I, for one, am excited for this Last of Us tabletop game. But the release of it is just so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to Mom and Grab Shops today, 
Where would I look? You go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kinda Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Out today, we got Doraemon Story of Seasons, Friends of the Great Kingdom for PC, PS5, and Switch. Mario Party plus Mario Party 2 uh, for Nintendo Switch Online and Expansion Pack is out today for Switch. Shatter Remastered Deluxe is out today for Woo! PC, PS4, PS5, Switch, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. Are you a Shatter fan? Like Shatter a lot the first time around on PSN. Godlike Burger is out for PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. <laughs> I don't know what Switch. that is, but I like the sound of it. <laughs> it's a great title. Uh, the Past Within uh, is out for PC and Mobile. Fantasy Blacksmith is out today for Switch. And then Ollie Ollie World Finding the Flow Zone DLC launches today. Uh, we have no new days for you, but we have a deal of the week. This comes courtesy of Barrett Courtney, who dropped this into our Slack yesterday. And I was like, yep, that is a deal of the week right there. We're going to talk about this for the rest of the week because Twitch tweeted this out. We're teaming up with Xbox to help new Game Pass members discover the next favorite game. From November 3rd to, to November 11th, you'll get three months of Xbox Game Pass PC with the purchase of two new Twitch subs and or gift subs. Uh, terms and conditions apply, and then they have a link for full details. Uh, hop on that. One, uh, because you, you should support people with your Twitch subs and gift subs. You know, it's a great way to show the streamers that you follow love. But also, who doesn't want uh, Xbox Game Pass for PC? Hop on that. It's a great deal. I'm watching the trailer for Godlike Burger. And it, it's like, okay, it's like, the trailer's really cute. You should all go watch it or whatever. Because it's, you know, it's, it looks like it's just an overcooked restaurant sim or whatever. And it's like, you know, make the food, serve the food, you know, uh, manage, yada, yada. But, like, then it, it has all these, like, weird, like, cutaways to, like, you know, like, terrifying, something terrifying. And it's like, mm. but what? You're, you kill your customers and make the burgers out of them. And then feed them to other customers. Wait, did we talk about this? I didn't, for on, sure. Uh, chat? And this might have been something we talked about with Tim. Barrett, I don't know if you remembered. Yeah, I remember playing the, the trailer for this one, I feel like. Yeah, where it looked like they were feeding the customers to the burgers. <laughs> no, they're feeding, the custom, they're feeding the customers to the customers. Hold on. Now I'm going to look up this. We're killing the... Barrett, I'll send it to Assets. Yeah, this well, is... Okay. I'm just sending it to KFGD, as, as Greg is doing that, let me take you to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Rewrite it and let us know what we got wrong as you got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Is it raining outside? Do you hear that? It definitely sounds like it's raining. I walked outside yesterday. It, it was scheduled to rain for a little bit. Yeah, Make sure we, we get the trash trailer. can to Mike's desk. We play the trailer? Okay, it's the same yeah, game we're talking th about. Yeah, th this was the one that we talked I about. I guess I misread it because I, I understood it as... It looked like you were feeding the, the customers to the burgers. <laughs> but I guess you're feeding the customers to other customers. Yeah. Yeah. You turn okay. the customer into the burger and then, oh. and then feed the customer. Yeah, I don't think God. we fully got the concepts when we last talked about this. But I remember talking about this being like a, a little overcooked, a little cooking mama kind of thing. All right, All right cool. Uh, I walked outside yesterday and it was like, it was like it was wet as if it had rained, and I hadn't had a feeling like that since being back in Illinois. Where yeah. I was like, "Oh man, it's cold. It's like really cold, and also it was yeah. really wet outside." Man, this takes me back to being in the in the San Midwest. San Francisco is weird. October is our summer, and November is our fall, and then the rest of the year is just regular San Francisco weather. Winter is the rain. And you're wrong. Nana writes in and says, <clears throat> "Moss Book Two released on PSVR uh, on March 31st, 2022. It released on Meta Quest." July 21st, 2022. Thank you. Released on Steam. Wait, wait why, are we, why, are we, why am I getting all these dates? I, I, I was like, wrong I, I, I had said something to the effect of, I know Moss Book 2 was PSVR exclusive. I can't remember how long. Gotcha, He's gotcha. That. It released on Steam October 20th, 2022. Appreciate that. Ooh, spooky. Uh, let's see. Tetris Effect was released as a PlayStation exclusive November 9th, 2018 for PS4 with PSVR support. Do you ever think about how much useless knowledge we have? 
Like, why did I know that? Why did I remember that? It's your job. Now it is. I guess it, now it is my job, but, like, goddamn, like, I can I can do that, but, like, there's plenty of things that I, I just don't know. It's, like, conventional knowledge <laughs> that I don't know. Oh, yeah, But I can, sure. I can tell you that Tetris Effect Can you least. change your tire right now? <laughs> like, oh, don't, don't you know what I mean? You don't When's your car needs the next servicing? <laughs> oh, man. Soon. The answer is soon. Editorializing is what y'all doing up in here about VR. Yeah, that's pretty much it for kindoffunny.com, so if you're wrong. Okay, yeah, we killed it. All, all this stuff is just editorializing. Thank you, Barrett. Appreciate it. Tomorrow's hosts for Kind of Funny Games Daily are none of us <gasps> because we're not doing Kind of Funny Games Daily <gasps> tomorrow. We're doing an episode of Kind of Funny Games Cast. It is our God of War Ragnarok review. It is going to be a stat cast, being the regular cast, I imagine, for God of War Ragnarok review, right? Are we yeah, having any special guests? I can't remember if we're being anybody special. Let me ch- I'm opening up the Google Calendar. I think it's just the normal kids. But then later on in the day, we're doing Yes, I Love You. That yeah, is it's be you, me, me it's Greg, Andy. Janet, on oh, Yes, I Love You. And then we do the yeah, we do that. Janet's been playing it. We're just, we gonna, tomorrow, we're just gonna call it tomorrow God of War Ragnarok. It's got a word, except in the middle where we're doing the Iron Man VR sponsors. Yeah. Oh, very exciting day tomorrow, dude. I can't wait. Like, if I don't, if somebody help me out and tweet at me. Ryan Payton and I could Google it on my own, but I'm busy. Ryan Payton when he came through to talk about Republic and camouflage, was that a Patreon exclusive episode? Because that that is in the old spare bedroom. Like Ryan Payton's the OG. He's been around forever, and I have not done on camera stuff with him in forever. So I'm stoked for him. Oh yeah. If not to to see how it feels to be Iron Man without all the goddamn cables and what are the load mm. times. If you're watching this live on Twitch or YouTube right now, after this is KFFL with Mike and Andy. If you want to catch that stream later, you can subscribe to YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. Remember, this has been Kind of Funny Games daily, each and every weekday live right here on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv/slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you game daily.